This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey friends, welcome back to the Bones Brigade audio show. I am Larry and you know who's here. It's Matt. What's going on, dude? What's going on? What is going on? Yeah, I don't we know. Got, we've got a wild episode cooking here. Yes, we do. We have a very, very odd episode here. It's I think very, people are gonna be people are gonna be psyched. Special edition. We've got Catherine Stanley, who you know as the character Miss Catherine in the much fabled Axe Rated video, as well as her appearance in Public Domain. <laughs> so we're going to be talking to her in a little bit about how she ended up in those videos and what that was like. And uh, I'm super excited to talk to her in a little bit. You're talking about Pau Peralta Fashion Simulator Model 36C7XI? Yep, Larry? exactly. Yeah, that's, 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 that's who you're talking about? Yep, that's her. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fashion never functioned. Yeah. Like she's going to be here on the show. She's going to be here on the show in the flesh. It's going to be crazy. Who would have thought? But uh, but before we get to her, you know, we always like to chit chat a little bit in the in the beginning of the show. And I think we got to talk about these wheels, right? That everyone's going wild. Everyone's about the new Powell about Peralta dragon wheels. Yeah. And you and I got so juiced off uh, Roger Bagley's yeah. testimonial video. I think that, that guy sold more wheels for Paul Peralta than anybody ever has. I think so. Yeah. It seems like everybody is, has ordered them off that video, but so we both ordered a set. Yeah. We've got them and we've set them up and we've uh-huh. rode around a little bit on them. I'm actually yeah. didn't get to ride them that long. I'm, this Wednesday when I'm off work, I'm going to go have a session on them but you got to spend a little bit of time on them. Tell me yeah. all about these things. They are um, really, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. They're, 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 they're super soft, like a 90, I don't know, 93 I or 93A, I think it says. Yeah, that. I mean, they're, they're real soft, but they're fast and they, they slide. Like you don't hang up. Like if you power slide, it's like the most satisfying power slide of all time. You know, usually if you try to power slide on some, rat bones or something you just go flying mm-hmm. you know they're awesome love them i got the 56 you know i tend to err on the side of big wheels and uh yeah that's what know. i got too i wish they had some you know some 60s you're talking real 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 big stuff <laughs> well i'm uh, old you know no i am too man yeah, yeah. And no, i think it's just aesthetically i'm i like a larger wheel i just yeah, I you know, know you want to look at your board and just be psyched yeah. so now you know it's just like, oh, it looks kind of kind of weird just because they're kind of small, but that's just me, you know. So I had some um Schmidt stick saw blades that I was running before I put these on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they started out as 56s, but they definitely are now currently 56s, you know, in terms of how big they are, because they're yeah. exactly the same height-wise as as the uh dragons. Anyway, dude, they're they're awesome. Paul Peralta has 
just completely knocked it out of the park with these. They they really have. I totally totally dig them. And that's not a we're not getting floated these or anything like that. It's not like we're getting like any free product here. You know, we we bought them. Yeah, we bought them and we're just fans of the Powell product, you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've ridden some Powell wheels before and they're they're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, these are these are great. Love them. I'm interested to see how they uh how they feel on on like a mini ramp, like on some skate light or some masonite. Okay. I think they'll be good though. I think they'll be grippy. You know, probably won't hang up too bad. But yeah, they're they're killer. Highly recommend. Yeah, I'm interested to see. It seems like they're a success already. They like do different shapes and sizes moving forward. If that just becomes like the ultimate wheel formula for everything, I don't know. Yeah. And I wonder if any competitors are trying to melt them down and and try to figure out the secret <laughs> yeah. formula because it, it could put a hurting on some people. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen like, I don't think I've ever seen any hype around a skate product like this. You know what I mean? Like even, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's, hard it's to think changing about. the ga- the game, so to speak, you know, it, it seems, seems like, like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are really excited. I've never, I've seen some like, you remember when they brought out the flight decks and people were like, you know, oh, that's cool. You know, like people were like, oh, it's an indestructible board. And yeah, that's cool. But it didn't like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like setting the world on fire, but this, I feel like maybe because they're a little, you know, they're, a little more easy to swallow from a price perspective than a flight deck but dude like i've never seen anybody rave about a, a skate product like this like i watched that that roger bagley thing and he's like and i'm just thinking he's gonna like be like ah they're all right you know but yeah. he's like this has completely changed my life yeah <laughs> you know yeah you can I'm skate just, longer they felt yeah. lighter too it's you know just holding the set of wheels i was just like they yeah. feel light yeah it's just great all around i'm excited yeah. to get out there on wednesday for, I don't know, spend a little more time on them Super good. Go get them. Yeah, for sure. So I want to give a shout out to Sean Cliver, skateboard graphic artist extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. So we just came off a series of Ban This uh, episodes, and I almost kind of feel like in a way he's tied in to that video because it, it kind of came out right after his, you know, him being hired by the company. And then just Ray being so present in that video. And then him doing those or, you know, doing Ray's board and Steve's board, you know, so graphically his oh, creations are so all, totally. are like all over that video. Yeah. But he just put out a, a new ragdoll Ray Barbie board on his mm-hmm. strange love brand. And uh, someone sent us a link. He kind of gave us a shout out yeah. on his, on his website, which was awesome. So a shout out right back to Sean, but you have the little blurb that he wrote about. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did this big, long blog post. And then at the end, there's like some kind of uh, footnotes at the bottom. And it says, uh, I want to throw a plug out to Larry Ransom and Matt Picker's podcast, The Bones Brigade Audio Show. If you were so brigaded hurt in the 80s, like I was so brigaded hurt in the 80s, then this deep dive into the video history of Paul Peralta is right up your Gutierrez alley. <laughs> Several episodes are up now, including one devoted to the lesser known Summer Tour 89 video and the aforementioned Am Jam that supplied a good chunk of its skate footage freaking amazing thank you sean. yeah yeah thank you sean that's awesome I, I'll, I'll always have mad love for, for vcj of course mm-hmm. but sean is definitely responsible for some of my favorite i mean well yeah I, your personal favorite my personal favorite is the cab band this dragon i love that board i love the shape i love the, the graphic his first initial offering with powell is just so epic to say nothing of what he did after that you know which goes into whole different territory mm-hmm. but the size totem, you know, is amazing. Of course, the the, the ragdoll. Frankie Hill. Yeah. 
Frankie, dude, killing he's the it. man. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, super, super cool, man. And also speaking of Frankie Hill, uh, he was just on a great episode of the Nine Club. Yeah. Um, that if people out there haven't checked that out yet, I always like to have anyone from the kind of Powell Peralta world gets on a podcast. We usually kind of plug it here for uh, yeah. if you need some extra Powell content in your life. Well, it's funny because he talks about, uh, you know, people writing fan mail to Powell on his behalf and then they'd send it to him. And I, I did that. Um, I was one of those people for sure. And uh, he did write back to me both times. It wasn't his mom, unless his mom <laughs> has terrible handwriting. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's his, definitely his signature. But no, he uh, he wrote back and he, uh, he he would always doodle like these little faces on his replies. So I, I, I always kept those and uh, we put those up on the gram. But I, I was one of those people that requ- like wrote to Paul and was like, we got to have a Frankie Hill pro model. Like, what's what's the hold up here? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, he talks about that. And then you, video. you lived That's, it. And yeah. that was me, dude. That was me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he was super cool. Wrote back every time. Very short letters, but it was it was awesome to like, oh, my God, dude, Frankie Hill just wrote to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to be joined by Catherine Stanley here in a couple minutes. And uh, like I said, you know, she's the star of Axe Rated. But I think there's, yeah, Miss Catherine. But I still feel like there's a lot of mystery kind of surrounding and misunderstanding, or maybe some people still don't even know about that video. So we recently had Jim Fitzpatrick on our band this episodes, and he was just a wealth of information. And during uh, one of the recording sessions with him, we asked him for maybe just a quick description of exactly what that video was and he also kind of commented on uh Catherine's uh, performance so we did record that and we'd like to play that for you now axe rated was a promotional project that was not intended necessarily to be seen by skateboarders other than those who would be in a skate shop. It was intended to be distributed and given away to retailers who sold Powell Peralta product. And it was, you know, was kind, I mean, it was intended kind of like a spoof on an infomercial or a personalized sort of behind the scenes, if you will, explanation as to what was going on in the world of skateboarding from this sort of tongue-in-cheek experience. And it was never meant to be interpreted seriously, but Catherine was uh, a tremendous actress, a great performer, uh, so much so that uh, method acting may have been named after her as a result of this whole experience. So um, it was a really fun day because she made it better. But um, yeah, it was directed by Stacy, and Stacy ran camera with uh, Robert Kittle doing lighting, and I did sound. And uh, Craig Stesick and I were popping off one-liners and, and different suggestions. And it was just, I, it was one of those projects that came together kind of in front of the camera. It was just uh, very spontaneous and creative. And, you know, Robert Kittle has, he and I have talked about it since, and he was that was the process that he always found so rewarding that we were always really in, in these creative moments and they were just, it couldn't necessarily be replicated because it was all happening in the moment. I always wondered if some of the stuff she was saying, it almost sounds like you guys just opened up a few like magazines and kind of were pulling, you know, it was like, they dare to be different, spend to pretend like that kind of stuff. Is that stuff you guys all wrote or were you guys just, I mean, how, you know, cause there is, there, there's some lines in there that she, she she's saying that are just, total they're just it's like if you opened up a magazine from 1966 or something like that it was like you know 
things you'd see in like cigarette ads or whatever, you know, where did you guys come up with that stuff? Picasso used to talk about the creative process and you absorb all of these experiences. Mm -hmm. And then when you start creating, you just create. And no, we didn't have any magazines, but I grew up in the (laughs) 50s and 60s and so did Craig. Yeah. And certainly there was a lot of advertising that was shoved into our brain pans. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, we would just, it was like a riff. I mean, we would start off, it was like jazz writing, you know, we just, all of a sudden these things would start to happen. And she was really good at responding and regurgitating them and mm-hmm. articulating them. And then that, of course, led us to believe, oh, we're on to something now. <laughs> we're, really, <laughs> we're really in great shape. Uh, yeah, that's so great. it was, you know, that's what makes it so fun is that it was so spontaneous. What is the direction you're you're giving her that, okay, you're a, a, a robot or you're like a 1950s, I'm just trying to understand kind of the genesis of the of the character. Because she has this kind of Lucille Ball look, or like very 1950s housewife that's like baking cookies, but she's speaking very kind of like robotically. She has even like a... Yeah, she's having the, the model name. Well, it goes back to another reference point. I think, was it Marlon Brando? I mean, you know, the... the uh, no, it was Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy talked about, okay, so you've got your costume and you get your costume and you and you absorb your costume and you get into your clothing whatever it is you get into your hair you get into whatever the scene is wherever you are and it's not acting you just behave within the limits and, and the opportunity of what your clothing your costume your makeup etc and that, and that that's people call that acting it's not acting it's behaving by the time her hair was done and by the time she was in that lame dress and by the time she understood that, I mean, I don't know what it would be like to be a performer in the face of myself and Stesic. I mean, it's not that we were crazy. It's just that we were in that moment, we were very <laughs> spontaneously creative. And it, sometimes it would drive Stacy nuts because it would be too loopy and we'd go off in a certain direction. But we all, it wasn't about the arrival. It was about the journey. And eventually we got there. So she she did an excellent job as an actress, as a person absorbing all of those characteristics, the physical characteristics, the costume, etc. And man, she just blended right into, it didn't take much direction. It just took her being comfortable with what we were hoping that she would say. And she just did an excellent job. And, and the funny thing, I think the end result was that, you know, there were a lot of retailers out there and people running you know, West Virginia, Thibo and Guerrero and I, you know, going into a lawnmower shop. And in the back of the lawnmower shop was the skate counter. And, you know, so you you imagine Axe Rated playing in a lawnmower shop and people are <laughs> in there getting their blades sharpened or their, you know, their weed whacker or whatever. And here's Miss Catherine, you know, explaining what's going on. And yeah, I just think there was an audience that was completely unprepared for what she was presenting and what Axe Rated was all about. And then it also played at the trade show. And in uh, I think it was one of the shows in San Diego rather than Long Beach. And there were people in the skate community who were equally as confused as the lawnmower uh, shop owner in West Virginia because it didn't make sense within the context of what contemporary skateboarding culture was all about, which was, of course, one of our our goals. Yeah, kind of in the same way that like Johnny Rad 
was probably to a lot of kids like what is this like vegas lounge lizard thing all about you know what i mean like, <laughs> exactly you know and and perhaps johnny red was closer because of his name right so one last quick question so i'm guessing so when i got the video you know it was sent to my local shop and they were nice you know i was a nice loyal customer and friendly with them so they let me borrow it and i could make a copy that's how I got it. But then it seemed like maybe a little later, I started seeing it more and more kind of in circulation. Was there like an overrun of these videos? And then one day you're like, oh man, we got to get rid of the, you know, all these ax rated copies are sitting around. We got to get these out or something. Yes. You're, you're, a, you're, you're, you're a seer there. Yes. That's exactly what happened. And so we, I know that in the shipping department, I'm, I think there were I'm going to say that there were 500 dupes made. And, you know, when it was all said and done, we probably, I think we sent out like 150 to bonafide uh, retailers. I, I mean, at one point there were, I think there were 1800 bonafide Powell Peralta retailers, but they didn't necessarily, you know, if orders didn't come in, we didn't, I don't think we sent them separately, or maybe that was to the better dealers. Maybe they were put a padded envelope and sent separately, but Eventually, in the shipping department, they just started throwing them in with deck orders. And, you know, people got them whether they wanted them or not. So there you have it. There's Jim Fitzpatrick talking about Axe Rated and, and what that shoot was like and working with Catherine Stanley. And of course, if you haven't listened to the Axe Rated episode, yeah. by, all, by all means, go back and do so. It's a good one. Yeah. And I think we're going to fill in a lot of the gaps in this interview about things that we were curious about that we mentioned in the, in the Axe Rated video. Mm -hmm. But she was always kind of a mystery. Do we want to maybe mention about how, how we found her? Yeah, we could talk about that. Okay. You were the you were the Magellan on that one. I was more the Ferdinand. Yeah. There <laughs> All right. No, uh, you know, yeah, we you know, it's like one of those things like Larry and I talked about, you know, who is this person? You know, like we just we didn't had no, had no idea who she was. Cause there are there are no credits in Axerated or almost mm. none. There are none given to her. You know, none given to end. her. Yeah. Yeah. And she was the the star of it. So, you know, at the beginning of Axe Rated, it says, uh, you know, introducing Miss Catherine. I think maybe even in the interview or in the... Uh, On the episode. In the episode. Yeah. I, I was like, you know, I bet her name is actually Catherine. And um, I don't know, one day I was just sitting there and I thought like, you know what? She Because she was in public domain. I thought maybe like just like there's a chance that her name is listed in the credits of public domain because those are actually, it's a long list of credits. Yeah. And she's in there, you know, a few times. So, um, well, you found a found a Catherine in the in the credits. Yeah. So I, I I watched the end of Public Domain, and I and I was just I just watched the whole thing, and I scrutinized every line looking for anybody named Catherine. So down at the very bottom of the list, well, almost at the end of the video, there's kind of a generic list of kind of thank yous or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's some good ones in there, by the way, some off the wall kind of all <laughs> stuff. But then there, there's a, there's just Catherine Stanley. It's spelled the same, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, Catherine mm -hmm. Stanley. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's her. So I just popped her name into Google and did a search, and it pulled up an IMDb. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a good start, you know? Yeah. So I clicked the IMDb, and I read a few things. It didn't say anything about X-rated or anything about public domain, but that's not surprising. Yeah. And um, so then I, I think I did an image search. This, you know, this is getting into weird stalkerish territory <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to figure out if this is her you know and so yeah yeah there's a there was a still from an episode of airwolf which is a you know i'm sure lots of people listening probably remember that show maybe you don't but it was mm -hmm. like a action helicopter action show from the 80s 
and there there she was and i'm like that that's her like 100 yeah. and uh because she looked exactly the same like it was almost like she left one set and went to the other one you know mm -hmm. so i texted larry right away and i'm like dude i think i found i think i found miss catherine <laughs> larry and writes then back, i started googling yeah larry writes back no way in all caps mm -hmm. so i send him the uh the stuff in any way that turned out to be her and uh yeah well it eventually led to her where she was employed and we were able to contact her through that and then uh yeah. she was kind of blown away you know because that was yeah. 34 years ago she made that video and she walked out the door when she was done with that shoot and never acted you know, again never acted again so yeah so we invited her on the show and she was more than happy to do it and uh actually it looks like she might be ready to come on the call so ladies and gentlemen Please welcome Catherine Stanley. This is an honor. You've been a you've been a mystery to skateboarders around the world for oh, really? <laughs> 40, 35 years or however long it's been. 34. 34. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, yeah hanging this is out with super us. cool. I thought maybe we'd go back in time a little bit. We'll hop in the DeLorean, gun it to 88 and go back in time a little bit and maybe just start with a generic. How did you become an actress? Oh my goodness. You know what, you, you call me an actress and I'm very flattered by that, but I was really never an actress, I was a performer. I started out as a singer, um, musical comedy singer. Okay. And the tragedy of that life was I was a Julie Andrews, Shirley Jones singer in a Barbra Streisand world. <laughs> so I was born like 10 years too late for that. You know, I mean, vaudeville was dead and so was Ed Sullivan. <laughs> so mm -hmm. really, Live know. shows or yeah. like TV shows? Oh, live show, stage, stage shows. Yeah. My first union card was Actors' Equity for stage. And at the time, 1980s, whatever, you could still buy into Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA if you were a member of Equity. Even never having worked in front of a camera, I could buy into that union. They mm -hmm. closed that loophole a few years later. You uh -huh. can't do it anymore, and it's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you get to be a SAG actress anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you really have to know somebody I think that will put you in your in their SAG commercial or whatever to get your union card. So how did that transition into film and television? I married a Klingon. Oh wow. <laughs> a, a, an actor on Star Trek. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. I know. My husband is Torg. He's the Klingon that went down with the, the Enterprise as it self-destructed in Star Trek 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is I amazing. Said, I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. I used to fan mail would come in and I would sign it as the widow Torg. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was in Star Trek three and then they reran that particular episode, that particular shot um, in Star Trek four. And then he was a different Klingon in Star Trek five. So he gets residuals still from all three. <laughs> oh yeah. That, I mean, that's a huge franchise. Yeah. So anyway, he's the actor of the family and we were doing stage theater in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I can't remember what, uh, and he gets your gun. And it was so close to California. We were living in New York at the time. So close to California, we thought, ah, let's just go go out and check it out for a while. You know, I mean, I had uh, an aunt and uncle that lived here we could stay with. And he got work right away. I mean, he worked a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't so much, um, which is why I ended up at the Donner's Company, because when I was not working, I was temping, uh, secretarial temp work, and ended up working for a friend of mine who worked for Goober Peters at Warner Brothers. And my first job, actually, I think why I was so loose on this particular show was because I had already given up acting and had taken a real job. Okay. So 
there was no consequences to it anymore. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I could just play. And that's why I remember it being the most fun I ever had as an actress. It was wow. a great day. I love Stacey. He's wonderful. I always wanted to work with him again, except I wasn't an actress anymore. I'm glad he, he did other stuff. I, I hope he's still working. He's actually back with the skateboard company, but he left in the early 90s to kind of uh, pursue filmmaking. And so he's uh, very famous for being a documentary filmmaker. He's won yeah, he tons of that. awards. He was really good. He was really good, I yeah. have to say. I worked with directors and now at the Donner's company work, you know, with a lot of different directors. Mm -hmm. He reminded me a lot of Richard Donner because they have the same kind of philosophy on set. Keep it easy. Keep it fun. We're not, we're not curing cancer here. We're making a movie. It should mm -hmm. be fun, uh -huh. you know? And so, and that allows your actors to really collaborate and you can catch lightning in a bottle when you let, when you let that happen. So uh, yeah, of the two of them, those are the two directors of, in my personal career that I remember the best. So Axe Rated then, that was your, that was your swan song as far as acting goes or? or... That was it. That's, yeah. that's so crazy. And so I that know. was a, that was a one day uh, a shoot? One day shoot all day. Mm -hmm. And just really fun. I mean, I can remember, I guess it was Craig and Jim mm -hmm. in the corner giggling, writing uh -huh. out those sound bites, you know, and, and they were just giggling like a couple of little kids and they brought over this page with a bunch of stuff written on it. And I'm looking at it going, what, <laughs> what is this? And it's skateboard slang, you know, it's all, yeah. it's nonsense. It's just sound bites. So yeah. goofy stuff that they wanted me to say goofily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so oh, so good. Yeah. yeah, we goofed all day long. It was great. You don't know how uh, how how uh, iconic some of those phrases have become. I mean, oh, honestly. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's not a, I guarantee you, there is not a single person that will listen to this show that doesn't know fashion never function and, you know, like, <laughs> well, yeah, dare, like dare to be different, spend to pretend. Laugh in, you know, laugh in sound bites, like, um, yeah. you know, and a little bit of Max Headroom. <laughs> yeah the robotic aspect to it yeah, the robotic is totally max headroom so let's back up a little bit so how do you get the call to uh show up with was there uh... i had an agent and i think they they you know called me in for an audition which is when we did, talked about the stepford betty actually i think we were talking about stepford donna reed <laughs> mm -hmm. no you remember donna reed show which oh yeah of course yeah the lovely house dress and the heels cooking something you know and we just got along really well in the, in the audition. And then uh, it was an all day shoot. And I can't remember where it was in some warehouse somewhere. I believe it's the fabled. We've been like kind of decoding these videos throughout the show. They, Stacy had this little uh, studio in Silver Lake. I'm not okay. sure what street it was, but he would do all his editing there and post-production. And I think they had a little bit of space to set up like a little set or a studio. Yeah. They yeah. had a tape with a bunch of props on <laughs> It. Mm -hmm. And then they made me get on a skateboard in my heels. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I tell you, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Did they ask you to show up with the with the dress and the the hair? They, or they had they, all that set up. And I'll tell you something. The dress didn't fit right, it, and I can't remember if it was too small or too large. I think it was. We had some, we had to either unzip it halfway in the back because mm -hmm. it was too small or paper clip it together because it was too big and I don't remember which but it helped me as an actress because it was not quite comfortable you know and mm -hmm. so physically that helped me a lot yeah. um and heels were another and oh the black gloves the yeah. black gloves 
I love the black love. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to steal the black love. <laughs> help too <laughs> yeah yeah so no they had all of that and they had a woman there i don't know if i want I, I should say this or not somebody was working with them and i had the feeling that they had just gotten together personally mm, okay it was like a new relationship to me and i don't know if it went anywhere from there or not but she's the one that did my hair and makeup okay oh, i know okay. they had a receptionist there at that little office space that we've found out she's appeared in some other skits in their videos they would just grab anybody that was around and <laughs> shove right. them in their videos there was there was anyway i i had the feeling they were kind of connected personally mm -hmm. at that point was there an actual script that you had seen before you know after the audition the study lines or anything like that or did they just <laughs> hit you with it when you showed up i think they just hit me with it when they showed up and it, and we took it you know a bit at a time i didn't have to memorize the entire page mm -hmm. You know they cut between each line so i only had to remember three words at a time <laughs> longer paragraphs in the beginning that i probably memorized god i miss my memory oh man <laughs> you know it's not that you forget stuff it's that your google doesn't work yeah you, there you go your whole search engine is just broken <laughs> yeah you remember stuff it just takes me longer so what did you think of some of that dialogue because i remember you know i was like a young kid and I was just like, I don't even maybe understand, you know, some of it's kind of provocative or pervy lines in there. No idea. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was saying absolutely no idea, which was, the point, I think, you know, so like I said, it was goofy said goofily because I didn't really understand. I mean, I knew it was slang, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what slang meant. Yeah. And it wasn't necessary that I know what the slang meant. <laughs> you know, it didn't, didn't bother anybody that I had no idea what I was saying probably almost better that you didn't know yeah you know <laughs> I, think so. I, think so. well, I may have if it was provocative i might have did it a little bit differently <laughs> yeah. yeah that part is uh you know that there's just so much about that your performance in there that like i think for some people that like it brings them back to a time in their lives when they were younger and watching these videos and it's like you're such where did, a, i'm where serious where are, the, where are they where, who's <laughs> this? you're not 64 years old so how are no. you even aware of this where, where uh, were you? No, I don't mean like the Stepford thing. I just mean like yeah. the seeing that video, seeing that part. That, like when you see it now, it brings you back to being a kid in the eighties. I got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't harken me back to the sixties or anything. <laughs> <were> no. Too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's one of those things. It's it's such a uh, it's such a timeless. It's like it's such part of the canon of those those videos. Yeah. It's funny that you that you were sort of not wholly aware of how, how <laughs> you know what I mean? How, yeah. like, how many people knew you for that role? I think, you know, that's funny. Well, yeah. that's funny. They, they, I remember them asking me, have you ever, have you ever been on a skateboard? And I, yeah, I mean, I skateboarded a lot because I grew up um, in junior high. We lived in North Palm beach, Florida, which is surf culture, you know, water and, and earth. Mm -hmm. So I skateboarded a lot, but I didn't oh, that's have cool. Any, yeah. You know, not in heels. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's only one photo that's ever surfaced, and that's the cover of the box. And then they, that also ran in Thrasher Magazine as a full page ad. 10 years ago, we had a guy working at Donner's with me who wanted to get me a birthday present, and he found that photo online somewhere. No mm -hmm. Yeah, and framed it for me for my birthday. I'm like, what the hell? How did you find this? Nice. <laughs> It's floating again. <laughs> it's like yeah, Google. if you just type in, you know, Powell Peralta X rated, 
Yeah, there's. And there it comes. Yeah, in fact, I have it hanging on my wall. Oh, oh you nice. know, <laughs> framed. Um, this. You see that? Oh, oh yeah. God. What is that? A desk? Yeah, this is a lap board that I've had since high school. But that decal on it was something they gave me during the shoot. It's a Powell Peralta. Yeah, Steve yeah, Caballero. Steve Caballero sticker. Yeah. He yeah. still he still rides for the company. He's been on the <laughs> team for like 40 years. I collect dragons. If you if I could move my camera around, you'd see them everywhere. Oh, oh cool. Nice. Yeah. So that was one of the first dragons I did you get any other swag when you walked out of there? Yes. I had bones um, down the side, uh, sweatpants forever. <laughs> That's for nice. awesome. I finally just wore them out. <laughs> <laughs> Gray with, with white bones down the side. That's so great. That's great. Did you ever get recognized like for that role, like outside of? I didn't think anybody saw it except at the trade show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why are, how, where are they now? How did they, did they, were they sitting in a, in a storage room somewhere and somebody just discovered them again? <laughs> well, what out? we've been, dis had discovered is, you know, they made it to play at a trade show and then right. they made yeah. uh, copies to send to their dealers just to play in their stores. But I think they did an overrun of the videos. And so they had extras sitting around and then maybe like a year or two later, they were like, you know what, let's, we got to get rid of these. And they started just reselling them. And then, so, I mean, I originally got it cause it was sent to my local skate shop in 1988 or whatever. And they, they let me borrow it and, you know, I made a copy. And so I've had it, had it forever. Oh my God. And now if you go to the Powell Peralta website, they sell their videos. You can get like digital downloads. So they, you know, I don't know how many people buy it or whatever, but that's the, I downloaded it to have, cause the, the ones on YouTube aren't, don't look very well. So I, I bought the download and that's the one that I sent you. Yeah. That's the yeah. first time I've seen it, by the way, I was supposed to get a copy 34 years ago oh, and man. never did. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> yeah, when it was no. all over, did you, you never saw or heard from them again? And that, that was it. That was it too bad because I really had a good time. I mean, yeah. So that X rated was just a quick, you know, like it was supposed to not really be publicly available. So then the, their next big one is the one they took some outtakes and put you in there in public domain, which might've been when the whole company was kind of peaking, you oh, know, yeah. so that they must've sold, I don't know how many videos they would sell, like a million videos. And then, so you pop in that one and, you know, two or three times in these little in between the skate sequences, they would just have these little artsy pieces or little funny bumpers. And then you were pop up in there. Yeah. That's what I thought. It was just going to be quick, you know, mm -hmm. edit, edits. There's a few pieces that there's a few, I think, not, I don't know if any of the stuff that's in public domain is an X rated. I, I can't remember, but I think some of the more classic lines are quoted from public domain. And then there's the one with the tattoo on your shoulder where you're looking oh, right. back behind you, the dragon tattoo. Petite sophistication. They wanted to put that there and then we had to figure out the dress thing. Cause like I said, it was either put together or undone. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I was always wondering, you know, so you do this one day shoot and you know, it was like, do you go home and be like, tell your this husband, like I never had. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're not going to believe what I did today. I put a yes, temporary it tattoo and I threw stickers at people. <laughs> It's great. Yeah. No, I talked about it for years. And then when I got the picture on my wall, I talked about it again for more years. So mm. yeah, it's always been in my mind, not just because it was the last thing I did, though that certainly helped keep mm. it in my memory. But actually it was the last but one. 
Dick Donner put me in one of his movies. I didn't make it past the editing room, but, oh. but actually, yeah, I was in timeline for that long. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. I, I, I think I might have an extra copy of X-rated. I'll have to send it, send it to you you can have it. That yeah, you should like, have. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I, I did, you know, watch the link. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give the, the old school VHS with like the, the case that Clam. collapse Clam. closed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that works that'll be fun and then i'll find out what issue that photo is from from the advertisement and see if i might have an extra you know you can have the complete the complete magazine so what i have now is like a xerox copy of a xerox copy of a download Mm. oh okay (laughs) furry i think that's what most people had yeah that video there was a time where you could definitely order it through the magazines though i remember seeing like ads for it you know yeah yeah yeah, there are little mail order strips in the back. You could order yeah. their videos and it was listed in there for a while. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of been a, a mystery. So we've been just trying to go through their complete catalog and doing an episode on, on each video. And then so we did one on X Rated and it just kind of led to more questions than we <laughs> than we started with. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, that was a it was a video that really existed sort of almost mythologically for a long time. Like a lot of people it was one of those it was a thing like you heard about it people yeah. would say like there's this powell video it's called axe rated and nobody, nobody ever really had one and you know so you always thought like oh that's that's bullshit that one that doesn't exist but then it, it does and so yeah oh, years later are we a cult, <laughs> like rocky rocky picture horror show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you are you are a cold class definitely yeah <laughs> i don't know about me but you definitely <laughs> They should put that image on a board. They should. You yeah. need to get some royalties for that too. Yeah. So that was actually your last acting gig then. You just did. I had actually already accepted a real job, uh, you know, behind the camera, not actor job. And I had to take a day off work to do this because I guess we did it on a week. Did we do it on a weekend or a weekday? Anyway. Um, yeah. And I'm, I, <laughs> I had been working at Warner Brothers, you know, as a temp secretary. So I knew how everything worked. I knew who you called to get phones and, and supplies and how, how to set up stuff. Steven Seagal had just made a deal with Warner Brothers and needed someone to help him set up, set up his office. So I was working for Steven Seagal for eight months after oh, wow. this. Yeah. <laughs> and we won't go any, any further than that. <laughs> Sam, I'm sure, I'm sure that was great. <laughs> Yeah, I left him and then went to work for Terry Semmel, the president of Warner Brothers. Wow. As an actress, I would recommend to people who (laughs) to do it in reverse order, to go work at a studio for somebody who makes the movies, who makes the decisions and figure out how that works before you try to be an actress and do that career. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's not work anything like you think Hmm. and no no school can teach you nobody can teach you that how decisions are made to cast people have nothing to do with what you think they have to do it doesn't have anything to do with how you look how you act it doesn't have anything to do with it you know there's political shit going on you don't know about yeah Mm -hmm. so you've been in the industry now then for yeah what 35 40 40 years Yeah, wow. In one place or another. After Semmel, I only worked for Semmel for three years. And then I went immediately and worked for Lauren Schuler Donner. So how long were you acting? Or I'm sorry, you know, how long were you performing, you know, prior? <laughs> um, my first job was, I guess it was 18, maybe 17 okay. at Flags Over Texas in the live show review, Southern Palace Review in uh, Arlington, Texas. Okay. That's really good uh, experience for a performer. 
because it's five days, five shows a day, six shows on the sixth day and one day off. And that will, that will teach you how to, well, stamina for one thing. I mean, I don't think anybody could do it if you're over 22. (laughs) I know I couldn't do it anymore, but it was really good experience. And that's, that's performing, you know, that's just getting on a stage and singing. And uh, in terms of like, how old, how old were you when you did the X-rated gig? 34. Okay. And it was, you know, I mean, acting is insidious. You don't really have a stopping point. You have to, you have to decide that on your own because it's one of those careers that you cannot work for a year and then you get hired to something and work for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you never have a real point at which you say, okay, that's it. I'm done. You have to decide that for yourself. Yeah. And when I was 34, I realized I was spending the best years of my life waiting for the phone to ring. So somebody on the other end could tell me what I was going to do that day. And that's mm-hmm. not the kind of life for a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In your twenties, that's fine. In your thirties, that's not fine. Yeah. And working as an actor um, pretty, pretty often. And I figured, okay, he, he can, he can pick that up and I will go, you know, be the, the steady wage earner in the background. And I don't mind that. I mean, I, I have a good, a good job. I've had a good job for 34 years. Yeah. <laughs> and fine. It was a good decision for me. Do you ever miss acting? Do you ever miss getting behind the camera and, and or being in front of the camera, I guess? You know? Well, when I was in timeline for briefly, it reminded me that I'm not an actress. <laughs> that I'm a performer. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and uh, other than I don't know, Dollywood <laughs> and mm-hmm. Las Vegas, there's no place for a performer to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, particularly the kind of performer I was. So no, I don't miss it. I don't miss well, it. I was I'll tell you that I'm I think Larry shared that bite with you, but Jim Fitzpatrick was just raving about what an amazing, you know, method actress you were at that thing. And then you, <laughs> you just- really <laughs> <laughs> Well, method, yeah, because I'm kind of goofy. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good day for me. I got to be goofy. Well, Matt, did you have uh, anything else to uh, no top in, or maybe gonna... you could uh, share any any final memories on that X-rated shoot that day in Silver Lake? I just remember laughing all day long. You know, I mean, it was that kind of a shoot, and Stacy was so collaborative. Um, like I said, he's he was prepared. He had the overall framework. He knew what he wanted to do. So within that framework, he was very open to anybody's ideas and not just mine, but everybody who was sitting around, you know, do this, do that, do this. And I'm like, I love the piece of paper with all the little scribbled things. <laughs> Say this, what is this? <laughs> but that's the kind of director he was. He was just really easy. He was, you know, we could have been on the beach. <laughs> yeah hanging out it was really good but but very professional so yeah i was i was a fan still am that's awesome, awesome. yeah tell him hey you see him tell him hello for yeah. sure we want to have him on on at some point uh him and craig we might save save those guys for last and they can just fill in any yeah. gaps that we've missed through the other episodes that would be good he's, he's probably a pretty good interview i would think oh would for think sure so. yeah i remember the last thing we did was just a shot from here from like the nose the, just the mouth just the mouth moving and we like wrote in a little beauty mark like there mm-hmm. <laughs> saying <laughs> goofy stuff again but i never saw that anywhere so i don't know if you ever used it or not i don't know yeah this very marilyn monroe <laughs> <laughs> well i know that uh, you were featured uh, they did a trade show that year and i know that like there was a lot of that uh... i do remember hearing from someone i was trying to track down a copy of it um, which I never got. And they had said that they, they, it was a little bit 
they couldn't tell if it had gone over well because people thought I, we were making fun of them. And I said, you know, well, we were making fun, certainly, but not of anyone, you know, we were just mm-hmm. goofing. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody thinking that was serious in any level. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a spoof on an infomercial in a way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a spoof about many different things. So yeah. you know, that was the truth and that's too bad. Skateboarders should have a better sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, so that's, awesome. We thank you so much. Yeah, You're gonna thank you so much. make a lot of people happy to, to hear from you. <laughs> I'm still here. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Catherine. That was great. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Amazing. Thanks for taking the time to yeah. out of your your life to come and talk about this nonsense with us. That's an amazing guest right there. Yeah. I mean, you she know? was on our short list of people who who could we find to get on this podcast from she was from on the days. list, but she wasn't on a list of people we ever thought we'd actually be able to track down to do this show. I didn't think we had a snowball's chance in hell of ever having her on. Ever. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, thought I mean, it was like it was one of the her name. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was like, oh, she's, who knows if she, where she is, who she is. I mean, she could just be anybody out there, but yeah. Yeah, it was killer. Yeah, I Super thought it would fun. be fun to uh, mention that if you want to check out Catherine in her episode of Airwolf, it's oh, actually yeah. on, uh, you know, if you have a smart TV, I think it's one of the generic apps that come on your smart Tubi TV. or Tubi. something like that. T-U-B-I. Yeah. Crackle. Yeah. It's uh check out Airwolf season two, episode 17, and it's titled Natural Born. And you can see her, and she even shares a scene with Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine, that's yeah. right. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's legendary. So Matt um, and I have both I watched it. Out. it. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. It was killer. Yeah. I have not seen Airwolf in so long, but um yeah. Everyone yeah. go watch it. Maybe she'll get a residual off that. She'll get a she'll get a little bump in her Yeah, chest. dude, absolutely. You know she's still cashing those Airwolf paychecks, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so fun. I can't yeah, believe that uh, can't we believe actually it. had that uh, had her on. So amazing. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Very cool. Yeah, super stoked. All right. Well, it's that time of the show once again, where we dip into our mailbag and uh, almost every day we get a few emails trickle in from listeners and always stoked to, to hear from folks. So what have we got today, Matt? Yeah. Mailbag time. Let's uh, let's dive in. I uh, we got a few today. Uh, we'll go through some uh, some band. This feedback mm-hmm. came in. I don't I don't know. I think but number the band, this the first band, this is by far, right? It's going to be a hard one to top plays wise. That's been our, our number one listen to episode so far. And I think two and three are climbing up right behind it. So that, that was a series that really seemed to resonate. Yeah. With it hit people hard. Yeah. And it was cool. So um, we got a few, we got, we got a bunch of uh, feedback on band. This so I'll read a few uh, Tommy from Houston. He writes, you guys killed it on band. This that was like six hours of content for one video, which we were not expecting either. Tommy, yeah. by the way. Uh, so insane. Loved every minute of it. After completing part three, I think you guys have me convinced that Band This is the best Powell Peralta video. Thank you, Matt and Larry. Can't wait to see what's next. So that's yeah. rad. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you're probably, I mean, I, you know, I couldn't, you know, I'm still a public domain guy, like at heart, mm-hmm. but Band This is like so it's so close. It's like, it's negligible. I, I public domain is just slightly to me more like a better video, but like ban, this is, it's so close. It's almost, you know, it could go either way at any time. Yeah. I was actually about to say similar that, you know, after going through 
band this so detailed i think it might be the best not mm-hmm. my favorite video mm-hmm. but the best yeah if that makes sense totally does but yeah. i mean i love them all i mean hence why we're doing this silly show yeah. anyway yeah but yeah no that's cool though i mean you know it's cool to because sometimes i think people after some certain years go by if mm-hmm. they haven't kind of gone and looked at those maybe they they forget how good they are, how much they liked them there, you know, cause it's like, Oh yeah. You know, like you were saying once some episode, you're like, when I want a Paul video, I reach for future primitive every time. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you forget like, Oh yeah. Like there's these other ones and you go back and you rewatch them and, and maybe you hear some commentary about it from the people that were behind the scenes mm-hmm. and you're like, you realize how awesome it actually is. So yeah. Yeah. It's cool, man. Awesome. Yeah. So on the uh, in the same vein uh, of band this we say uh, we got uh, Michael uh, and he writes hey it's your old buddy Stroh's nine again I, I guess he wrote in that's uh, on Instagram Stroh's nine yeah. um, and I just listened to band this part three and you guys are considered if you guys are considered kooks then I'm damn proud to be called a kook oh that's in <laughs> regard to the in reference to the yeah, um, yeah the, the Mr., negative uh, feedback yeah nickname took forever what was the lip slide you <laughs> don't do don't know his tricks don't know his tricks so thanks for your great work and helping me relive relive my childhood and my passion for skateboarding so you're welcome michael thank yeah, you for thank you michael thanks for teaming up with us kooks yeah Let's stick together kooks you know? united yeah that's right all right so we got lars he says hey i really enjoy your podcast i'm really looking to forward to hearing the propaganda episode especially the euro brigade part so yeah oh nice we got propaganda coming up uh, a little bit later yeah and uh yeah euro brigade part it's you know yeah. that's a, it's solid we got some what, nicky guerrero I, that's he, he's the only one i remember from that part in my i know there were other dudes in it i just can't remember who they were it's been a yeah, while since i've seen that part yeah it's and actually it's probably the propaganda is the video that the last video of the the classic era i think most people yeah. consider that one and i think there's even people that don't think powell has a video after propaganda yeah i'm sure yeah 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 i definitely need to spend a little more time with propaganda before we do that episode mm-hmm. but yeah thanks lars yeah we're looking forward to getting to that one too and then we got one more we'll do for today. We got James uh, from Nashville and he writes, a friend of mine just tipped me off to the podcast and wow, I love the Bones Brigade videos and love to hear you and your guests discuss these videos. It's like I'm sitting in on the conversation with you guys. So much fun. I'm almost caught up on listening to all the episodes. Thank you. Wow. Awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, James. Yeah, that's Amazing. great. Yeah, it's, it is fun. Like that, I think that's the common the common sort of reaction that we get from like a lot of people is that like, it's just like super lighthearted. It's fun. It, it it's, doesn't take itself too seriously. We're just here to have a good time. And yeah, it's like watch you're in videos. on the convo that you've probably yeah. talked about with your buddies after watching these videos, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Except your buddies are like Jim Fitzpatrick and people <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for writing in. If you would like to send us an email, go to our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com and click on our contact page and you can type in your message to us and hit enter and we will receive it and we'll get it on a future episode. And uh homework assignment, you know, go check out Axe Rated again and and let us know your thoughts. And uh, we'll, you know, yeah. we just had Miss uh, Catherine Stanley on. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, go, go check that out. And go watch some Airwolf. Yeah, check out Airwolf. Write in about Airwolf. Check out Airwolf. Yeah. Watch X-Rated. Watch Airwolf. I mean, that's that's a pretty sweet homework assignment right there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, right. thanks thanks again, Catherine. Amazing, yeah. amazing for you. To, to, I mean, God, like, man, it's so cool that we had her on. Yeah. And she's so awesome. Yeah, she was super I, cool. I, I, want you, I want you listeners to realize, like, she is amazing. She's amazing and hilarious. And she was super, like, you know, when we first you know, not to, not whatever, like, but like when we first kind of hit her up and got in touch with her. Yeah. You, know, you can tell the story, but I mean, she, she hit you right back and she. Yeah. You know. I mean, the amount of times I've bugged her through email already since we first contacted her and she responds within minutes and she's just super cool. And yeah, it's awesome. But, yeah. Cause well, when Larry and I first kind of figured out, you know, kind of who she was, it was like, I remember Larry was like, should I try to, should I email her? Should I? And I'm like, yeah, like you should, you know. But I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, like, oh, dude, this could like, she could be like, who the hell delete, are you? Like, delete, why are you delete? delete, delete. Yeah, yeah. yeah know, she was very was, surprised because yeah, yeah, you know, had not heard a whisper of X rated or yeah. public domain. She, in she hadn't seen years. it. Yeah, she's she, never she seen. She hadn't them. seen it. Like we we sent her the or Larry, I should say, Larry sent her the the download. Yeah, watch have it. a digital file X rated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she had no idea, you know, that she had uh was such a sort of recognizable figure you yeah, know she's in, a in certain i was place. actually thinking that miss catherine character just the amount of screen time that she has it could rival how much like i'm thinking of the other characters like there's johnny rad mm-hmm. you know professor didactic you know oh, yeah. so much screen to and you know and miss catherine so much screen time given yeah, to these yeah. people bob yeah. burbanks or and uh yeah. you know from weekend today these are like mm-hmm. crazy characters from the videos yeah. And, you know, I think like what makes her stand out is, I mean, like all those characters, they have memorable lines mm-hmm. that are like burned into your, into your brain. You know, I could probably tell you the whole Bob Burbank's Alan Winters exchange, <laughs> you know, from memory. Yeah. yeah. But, but the Miss Catherine ones are so they're, they're, I don't know, they're, they're different. Maybe it's because like the, her, her delivery is so sort of strangely you know whatever weird kind of robotic housewife delivery kind of yeah. thing you know but uh i don't know you know I, I i've said this before i don't even remember if i mentioned it when we talked but like i had fashion never function you know written on my grip tape you know, oh nice and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah i just thought that stuff was was awesome back even back then and so yeah she's she's just amazing and thank you again Catherine. all right i think that's gonna do it we'll be back in two weeks with a video review episode and yep. it's probably one that people aren't expecting yeah and i'll actually tease it a little bit by saying it's the video i'm probably least familiar with so i've got some homework to do it's a tough one to sort of be familiar with yeah it's kind of <laughs> painful yeah. in a way yeah yeah you guys are gonna go on this trip with us and yep. uh you'll you know if you're not if you're not already in the know about the video you will be after this and you know we'll see how we can we'll see how we do this one i don't know we'll 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 figure it out (laughs) yeah but until then i'm larry and i'm matt reminding you to never stop searching for chin have a great night you're gonna hum like you never thought you could hum before yeah bear those rat bones you fly fly like a bird but one way (laughs) where you land honey well, you're laying sugar. You ain't never been there before. Mm-hmm.
you do a fast play. We'll be the sons of Saba. You're gonna hear those curbs that gonna speak to you, child. You listen, they're gonna speak to you. Cause they are curbs. They're your curbs too, baby. I got four wheels under my feet. Now I'm gonna move all over your ass. It's just ugly. 